Hello, everyone. Today we're in Proverbs chapter 27, verses 21 and 22. Here's what it says. The crucible is for silver and the furnace is for gold. And a man is tested by his praise. Crush a fool in a mortar with a pestle along with crushed grain. Yet his folly will not depart from him. This passage is quite interesting to me. Of course, a crucible is a hopper. Um, where metals are placed and then it's heated until they melt and then people pour them into molds uh, in order to make various tools. For example, hunters use this process to make bullets (laughs) and fishermen do the same to make weights. Um, Okay, what might we gain from what Solomon is saying here today? Well, when the heat is on, impurities are separated from precious metals, right? And that makes them worth something when they were actually of no use before they were placed into the furnace or the crucible. I think this is the parallel that applies to us spiritually in our life. Troubles and trials have a potential to make us more pure, more holy, and in tune with the Lord. And we saw this on a national scale, I think, uh, on 9-11, uh, after the terrorist attack, the U.S. found itself in a kind of a crucible. People were scared, and many turned to the Lord. And a lot of the churches were full, packed with people. So, so brokenness does point us to the Lord. So, as he often does, Solomon adds something to this truth that I would never expect. He says a man is tested by his praise. And I would have thought a man is tested by his troubles, right? As we said, when the heat is on, when he's in the crucible. So I think there's truth in that, but the test can begin long before the trouble arrives. As gold and silver, um, even before uh, they are put into the crucible uh, with their impurities, still They stir up lust and they stir up greed, don't they? Uh, Then they're sent to the the fire and the purities can be removed. So in a similar way, when a man receives praise from others, that's when the test is on right then. If he's a man with prideful um, impurities in his life, he's going to receive the praise gladly. He's going to take that glory in and say, yes, look at me. His lust is for popularity, right? And that's going to cause him to fail the test. And what does Solomon say about pride? We find it all through the Bible. Proverbs 16, 18 says, Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. So this is a common theme throughout the Bible. Uh, When David faced prideful Goliath, who fell, right? (laughs) Uh, Remember King Nebuchadnezzar. Let me just read a passage about Nebuchadnezzar that I love. We can see this oh so clearly. Then I'll close. Um, Daniel 4.28 says this, beginning there. All this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of 12 months, he was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon. And the king answered and said, Is not this great Babylon which I have built by my mighty power as a royal residence and for the glory of my majesty. 
While the words were still in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven. O king Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken. The kingdom has departed from you, and you shall be driven from among men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. And you shall be made to eat grass like an ox, and seven periods of time shall pass over you until you know that the Most High rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he will. Immediately the word was fulfilled against Nebuchadnezzar. So Nebuchadnezzar went right into the crucible, didn't he? After he was prideful. Um, God had really blessed him in many ways and he had a lot of glory, but he claimed it for himself. And so what did that crucible and that furnace of affliction um, do to Nebuchadnezzar? It might have changed some people in, in different ways. But let's read on, beginning in verse 34. At the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven, and my reason returned to me, and I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. Verse 37. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven for all his works are right and his ways are just and those who walk in pride he is able to humble <laughs> this is a beautiful story of god um, working out uh, purity and holiness in the life of nebuchadnezzar so yes solomon is right a man is tested by his praise <laughs> For some, the praise and the crucible that follows brings humility and holiness, like Nebuchadnezzar. For others, Solomon says this in verse 22, Crush a fool in a mortar with a pestle, along with crushed grain, yet his folly will not depart from him. So now I'm, I'm thinking about this time in the hospital when my dad was on his deathbed. And many of my family gathered around his bed and sang praises to God and rejoiced that he was going to be with the Lord and that he knew the Lord. And just around the same time in the hall of the hospital, we met a man whose father was also near death and he was cursing God. So the crucible works differently in different lives. How is it working in your life today? And thankfully, you know, all who look away from their own pride to Jesus, they receive this, uh, this purity, his purity imputed to them. Ultimately, he took the crucible for us when he was crucified on the cross and we're made pure by Jesus. And, and practically then while in this body, we are a work in progress. He is still working on us. And much of that work comes through trials as we turn away from our own pride and look to Him. We close with this last passage. Isaiah 53 says this, beginning verse 4. Speaking of Jesus, Surely He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed Him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. 
he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. Father God, thank you for Jesus, the Messiah, promised even in the garden uh, as one who would be crushed. And yet, um, he would also crush the head of the serpent. So Jesus rose from the grave. And throughout history, your children have hoped in the Messiah, in his coming. And then when he was here, and we today look for his return, and we hope in Jesus. He is our joy. He is our peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. Father God, help us to delight in Jesus today. If, if someone doesn't know you and has heard your word today, Lord, show him that Jesus is beautiful for them, Lord. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen.